welcome to Reframe and Rewire Greatness Through Daily Routine. This podcast is designed to alter your mindsets and transform your day-to-day from the second you open your eyes to you close them at night, adapting what I would call a success routine. This series is liable to change your life. And it's never the big things that you do, but the littlest things you do every day that make the biggest difference. And now, on to the podcast. Thank you for joining. Welcome back to the podcast as we continue this series on small changes that equal big results. And yesterday I rushed through a lot of information in a very short amount of time. And I wanted to revisit the whole sleep aspect because I know of so many people, uh, both in business and in personal life, that struggle with the whole sleep thing. And so I want to share some great facts with you and actually dedicate this entire episode to sleep in helping you to devise um, habits and behaviors that can help you sleep much more effectively. So let's talk about that, okay? I think the first and most important thing is that we develop a habit of sleep. Now, what I mean by that is we need to go to bed at the same time or around the same time every night and get up at the same time. Now, if you think that's crazy or you think there's no way I can do that, you don't understand. I have children. I have job obligations that I can only do after the kids are in bed or I have this, or I have that, or I'm not a morning person, I'm a night person, that's when I get my stuff done, that's when I'm creative. I've heard all that, believe me. And I'm not refuting you on any of it. But what I am saying is that the body is designed to release melatonin at sunset. So in other words, when it's dark, that's typically when melatonin is at its highest, or at least the opportunity to have access to the melatonin is at its highest at dark, okay? I'm also saying that circadian rhythm plays a huge role in this, and the circadian rhythm that you develop within your body is going to dictate when you're sleepy. So if you're typically going to bed at midnight, then you're typically going to be sleepy at midnight. But does that mean that you miss that window of melatonin? Well, it could mean that. It could. All right, so stay with me. Because I'm going to share some things with that are very important on this level. I believe you can train your body to be a morning person or night person or whatever person you want to be. I mean, if you had a life-threatening situation where you had to start getting up at 3 in the morning, then you would surefire find a way to get up at 3 in the morning. You would just do it, right? And after about 3 to 4 weeks, you would retrain your body, rewire your mind, change your physiology, change your circadian rhythm. And sure enough, you'd be able to get up at 3 o'clock and you would wonder why in the world you never could before, right? I mean, that's just the fact of the matter. You can argue it all you want, but the, but the truth is we can train ourselves to be what we want to be. So let me continue to share some facts about sleep. Now, I talked about circadian rhythm. I talked about the fact that usually between 10 and 12 o'clock is when melatonin is released, which is when it gets dark, Okay, that's, that's just the natural effect of the human body. You can't really argue with that. And um, yeah, at first you might be like, no way I can get, no, there's no way I can get to sleep at 10. Well, again, you have to train yourself. But here's some tips that will help you to train yourself if that's something you want to pursue, and I would encourage you to do so. In fact, you get the best overall sleep in the first part of the night. That is when you go into REM and deep sleep. So if you're missing that window between 10, 10 p.m. and 2 a.m., that's the biggest window, for REM and deep sleep, 
And so you're missing out on that. Now, there is some REM that occurs after those hours, all right? And that's great because REM is the, the restorative uh, sleep cycle. Um, but, but the deep sleep, it typically happens between 10 and 2, okay? But here's some more factors that are really important. Um, if you do get deprived on sleep or you have an irregular sleep schedule, then you deprive your body from uh, cleansing from ox oxidation, which, or, well, I'm sorry, uh, from detoxing the poisons or toxins that are in your, your brain or in your whole system, in your blood. And that's, it sounds really strange, but it actually repletes the chemistry in your brain during those cycles, those deep sleep cycles, those REM cycles. And it, it, it actually helps your cells to correct themselves. So you basically store memories. Um, there's a lot of things the brain does at night that most people don't even realize. And if you're depriving a sleeper, you have an irregular sleep cycle, then it's less likely that you'll have the opportunity to do that, which would explain why you may be waking up with brain fog, brain fatigue, etc. Now here's a few more tips to help you sleep. The ideal room for sleep is cool and dark. So uh, experts agree that the, the best temperature is between 60 and 67 degrees Fahrenheit. And that's according to a National Sleep Foundation. In fact, 73% of Americans say that the darker the room, the better. 65% use shades, curtains, blinds, whatever it takes to block the light. And I, I really believe that to be true. So if you have devices in your room or night lights or dim lights or even a television set, you're doing yourself a huge disservice. Another thing is to have peace and quiet in your bedroom. So 74% of Americans think that quiet is crucial for getting sleep. So, um, you know, the, many people rely on white noise or some kind of ambient sound to help mask disruptive sounds like maybe car horns, trains, highway traffic. But you can also use a fan, all right, which will do double, double duty, not only keeping your room cool and keeping you cool, but it'll also generate that, that, that low tone sound that may help you sleep at night. So there's a good tip for you, all right? But this one I find is also intriguing, and I, I learned this years ago, and I find it to be true. Uh, declutter your bedroom. If your bedroom feels like a mess when you go to bed, it's actually going to disrupt your sleep. Now, that may sound crazy since your eyes are shut. But the fact of the matter is, is that when we have clutter all around us, it can affect us both in sleep and awake. And this has been proven again and again from multiple studies. In fact, um, uh, in Seattle, uh, in 2015, they did a sleep conference. They did a study on it. And they said that, that uh, those that were surrounded by clutter were more likely to have sleep disorders. And uh, I, I actually did a purge in my bedroom years ago. And found that, that to be true. I, I did start sleeping better. Now, whether it was all in my mind or not is up to you, I suppose. But I really think it's worth the effort to make that attempt. But we didn't get through all of it today, so we'll come back tomorrow and share a bit more on sleep, and we'll finalize on this. It's Michelle Steffes, Reframe and Rewire. Thank you for joining me.